and Sarah talk about songs. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, a podcast that delves deeply into pop music gems that is hosted by me, Mark Blankenship, and my esteemed colleague, Sarah D. Bunting. Hey, y'all. We are delighted to report that that funky theme song that you just heard was by the one and only David Gregory Byrne. And the funky sounds that you're going to be hearing and discussing with us, we hope, for the rest of this episode will be brought to you by the one and only Madonna. Maybe you've heard of her. I'm going to pass the microphone to Sarah to let you know which Madonna track we're going to be discussing today and why. Uh, Today we will be discussing Get Together from Confessions on a Dance Floor. Uh, It's actually kind of tough. This is not um, the basis on which I selected um, this track, but if I had been asked, you have to pick one track from this album, I'm not sure which one I would have picked necessarily. Uh, But, well, let's listen to the song or a snippet thereof, and uh, then we'll get into my reasons for wanting to talk about it. could just play that whole song but um damn that song is good madge will string me up by her lawyer's thumbs um there's something about this entire album and the reason i picked this song is that i got the album i love madonna i've always loved madonna even if like some of the things that she was doing i was like girl stop trying so hard like she and she actually really can't sing that well but i've always admired her almost because of that that it's like you're not like on the merits you're not that good but you know how to sell it and you know how to work with people who make you look good and you have a great ass bless your heart and you work it off every day um so this album was sort of like i wasn't sure what to expect i liked the first track and then it transitioned into get together and that was like the call to sarah dancing around her apartment arms that I was going to be living for this album for months and just listening to it constantly anywhere I needed to walk. 
Um, anytime I was in a bad mood, it has every kind of dance song, like I'm free dance song, I'm sad, but I'm free dance song. Uh, it's just a great track. The whole album is really good. And there's something about her energy in it. And especially in this particular song that, um, it's hard to explain, but she sounds very young and light and, like she genuinely doesn't give a fuck versus that performative DGAF TM thing that she'd been doing. Like I'd loved her previous album. I'd seen her tour behind it, but this really seemed like she literally didn't give a shit. If only 17 people bought it, she didn't care. She was like, this is what I want to do. Some of the lyrics are cheesy. Not all of the tracking is totally great for me. Like, um, the I'm sorry track like didn't age well for me. I loved it for like weeks fiercely and then Oh, uh the song Sorry. Yeah. Because there's another song called I'm Sorry on a later album, but you're referring to the one on where she the single, sorry. Yes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lo siento, like yes. in all the different languages. Yeah, that it's like it's Forgive fine. Me. <laughs> and the the lyrics, like you just can't Yeah, I wouldn't analyze it on that basis because there's still this like post-hippie thing happening. This album was 2005, but she had kind of a, whatever, that period in the late 90s where it was getting kind of zen and annoying because it's like, you are not a zen person. Don't even, don't even play. (laughs) Don't fry, girl. You a Leo, be a Leo. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I, um, I really wish we could just play this song on a loop forever everywhere we go mark so first of all i love that the first madonna song to appear on this podcast was not brought in by me which just shows that we are spirit animals oh yeah in the sky together spirit animals in the sky i guess flying spirit animals i don't know but i have one of the oh, first God. one of the first things i bought with my own money as a child was the 45 single of material girl oh god and, still a great song and i actually now have that sleeve of that single framed in my home as i know you've seen uh-huh so this is the depth this is the depth to which i have loved madonna for my whole life and I just continue to think that her music is amazing. Like Rebel Heart, which just came out last year, is one of her best albums, I think. I mean, there's at least five songs on there that should be huge hits. And we'll get to that, the reason that they weren't, maybe, in a minute. But I feel like that Confessions on a Dance Floor is such a great unified album. And there was a version of the album that you could buy in which all of the songs were segued together. And I think that was actually what we were hearing Yes, because the alarm clocks were kind of tough on the opening track. But yeah, I have the version where it's all one big DJ list. Yeah, because it's hung up. It's it's hung up, which is, I also think, an incredible song transitioning into Get Together. And I think it just points out what you're talking about in terms of her being really, truly relaxed about things. Like this is this whole album is just a wash, not a wash in like a lazy way, but it's just it flows so effortlessly. The ideas flow together so well. It's been produced so well that you really feel like it's it's one continuous thought, like a like a Virginia Woolf chapter from the end of the, the from the end of To the Lighthouse or something. But I just love that, and I love <laughs> I love the ease of with which she operates on this album, even on songs like Push, which is one of my favorite lost hits of Madonna's career because I think Push is an amazing song. And that song has a harder beat, 
but there's still something very relaxed about it. She's not like she was on, say, um, American Life, the song, trying really hard to be aggressive. And I think that it, it makes what she's saying and what she's achieving with this album much easier to enjoy in a way because she is just like chilling taking it she's just giving us what she wanted to give us and i feel like that confessions on a dance floor is a really apropos title because of that yeah and i think since that's how she came up was in the dance scene yeah like being a dancer and doing the nude modeling and all that stuff and also so it's sort of a return to form but not exactly because it's like 20 25 years after right her first big hits, but it's also like, I feel like she was always trying to be one or two steps ahead of even herself Mm. and like be like, not even second guessing, but like fourth and fifth guessing how things were going to be received criticism. She would get from like stealing from other genres or like underground stuff like Vogue and that whole like echo chamber that, well, I would say that she created, but she pretended that she didn't. Right. I don't... And that's the thing. Vogue is still an amazing song. Oh, like, my God. any remix that you hear... Like, even with banjos, it still manages yes. to be good. Yes. I but also, I feel like here she wasn't doing that. That she was just like, well, I already know how to do this. And I guess, like, she got so far out ahead of the, I don't know, critique loop that she wound up back where she was to start with and was like, I don't care. Well, I don't know. I also think it's interesting that this album really does make a lot of references to the past in a way, even mm-hmm. though it sounds incredibly fresh, I think even still, and especially when it came out in 2005, it didn't it sounded retro-inflected without being desperately retro, but yeah. you know, Hung Up is a song that uses an ABBA sample from Gimme Gimme Gimme, uh, Man After Midnight. Uh, even Get Together uses a sample from a British dance hit of the late 90s called Music Sounds Better With You by a DJ slash performer named Stardust. Right. Which I randomly remember very clearly because it was popular in the summer of 99 when I was studying in England. And I bought this double disc collection called The Greatest Dance Album Ever in the World. And uh, it was I on there. I used to own that and I don't anymore. And I'm, I'm saddened by the loss now. Oh, you had that too? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. See, spirit, animals in the sky. I know. But this was on there. And on Earth. Thank God. I, I think mine was volume two. Anyway, but this the music sounds better with you was on there. So I know that song pretty well. And you can hear the references in this song and then Madonna also in the song Deeper and Deeper at the end from the Erotica album in the early 90s closes that song by singing a snippet of Vogue but she really doubles down on referencing her own material on this album and for instance Hung Up uses the lines time goes by so slowly for those who wait but those who run to seem, seem to have all the fun which is a line from the song she did with Prince Love Song on the Like a Prayer album And I just think it's really interesting that this is a place... And, of course, she's continued to reference herself because on Rebel Heart, the new album, there's this awesome song called Vani Vidi Vici where she makes the whole song out of lyrics of her... Like, the whole song's lyrics are titles of her other songs said in a new way. But I feel like that this album does a great job of being relaxed enough and confident enough, I think is another great word, where she's like, yeah, you know what? I don't have to chase a trend. I will make a trend. I will go ahead and reference what has influenced me, where I've been, and I'll repackage it and push it in forward into some new way. And I just really like that. I think it shows that she is an artist of depth, and not only depth of artistic vision, although I think that's true, but also just depth of catalog. I mean, 
very few people are around long enough that they can make albums that reference their own albums and they can still do things with them. And I think yeah. that this album is a testament to her very often overlooked skill in that regard. I agree. And also she just looks like in all the sort of art around this album, Ooh, she just yes. looks really pretty and she yes. has like the little leotard on. And it's just so retro and she just looks like very like... The hair okay. is cute. The hair's on point. The hair is so on point. It doesn't look tortured. Like that's the thing. Like some of it could be really... As much as I liked that sort of mid to late 90s stuff that she was doing and like, you know, she got a nose ring and a fun fur and she's walking around the streets of New York with a lot of blue light and so much of her boobs showing it. Look, I would have fucked her, but it seemed a little effortful again. Or perhaps when she got the cornrows and the all black outfit for the human nature video, which yeah, was a that... hot, hot video, but... Yeah, that was um, that was a choice. Yes, but maybe... Not sure she'd make it again. Maybe working a little hard, and then, but then, yeah, it's like then we get the ray of light ringlets, and then we get this, and that—that's it's like yeah. yes, girl. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the Rebel Heart album, either you, Sarah, or you, the listeners at home, this is—I really think the Madonna that we're getting for the mo- for the bulk of the Rebel Heart album, whereas the MDNA album is like way too hard, that, trying too hard. Oh my god, that was so—it just didn't want to be friends. No, it was just trying oh. to tell you some shit about some shit, and I was like, I can't. I listened to it a couple times, and I just like deleted it off the. I was like, I don't, I can't care. The MDNA album is. Stop the, poking me in the chest. It's the only Madonna album that I don't ever listen to. So it was such a relief to have her go back to being awesome again. Um, let me also, though, bring up something that I think is relevant here, which is that despite the fact that Confessions on a Dance Floor was a massive hit, and even in America sold almost 2 million copies, it did not get any kind of radio support in the United States. Hung Up was set a world record at the time for being number one in the most countries, but it only reached number seven in the United States, and that was based on sales and not airplay. None of the other singles from this album hit the top 40. Get together. Wait, which single was it? Hung Up was, oh, okay. was the lead single, and it was it became a top 10 hit in America because of sales, but the, radio, so the radio ignored it. Now, Sorry was a barely charted in America. Get Together and then Jump, also another single from this album, didn't hit the Hot 100 at all. That is shocking to me. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess Jump isn't that danceable. But Since like, I can't really dance at all, I just danced everything, so I don't really uh, think of it that way. But I Love New York seems like that is a try-hard track. Yeah. But it's put together brilliantly. Like, it's built flawlessly, I don't understand. I don't understand why Forbidden Love wouldn't have been. Are they just too long? Well, I think I see. Would I she just not do a radio edit? I just feel like it's it's this weird prejudice against playing Madonna on the radio that's like documented. Like Billboard did a story about it at the time because this hung up was such wow. a huge hit, and American radio wouldn't play it, even though they're playing like Gwen Stefani's solo album, first solo album, was popular at the same time, and th- those songs fit naturally next to these songs. And the version of this track that I have is 5 minutes 36, which if you cut off all the bells ringing and the sampling in the beginning and the end, it's probably coming in at more like 4 and change. You can radio edit that down. I'll just talk over it. Um, I'm just looking at the whole track listing now. I can see some, you know... I love the song Isaac for some reason. Oh, yeah, I do too. I don't know. That's a Yeah, oh my God, I do too. (laughs) I I feel like it's perhaps culturally appropriate 
inebriatorially troublesome and weird. Yes, but it's still got a hot beat. Oh my god, it's got the hottest beat. God bless you, Isaac, in all your uh, in all your forms. Um, yeah, that's very weird. And the fact that like I don't feel like she did a whole lot of. I don't know what her touring situation was. I don't at think this there time. was. She I, wouldn't have toured for this, but she might have been touring for. Yeah, I can't. I don't think there was a tour. Nah, there probably was. It a feels tour. like the music tour went on for like four years. Yeah, which was the first one of her tours that I saw. Yeah, but you know, and it wasn't her. Ne- the the last time she really had a hit on the radio was four minutes, which was probably because Justin Timberlake was on the song. Oh, and I just yeah. feel like that. Meanwhile, though, like Jump, I mean, I'm sorry, Get Together was a top ten hit in England, in Canada, but we apparently just decided that we couldn't do it. And then, it, then we get to the Rebel Heart era where the songs are great. And like, I don't know if you know her song "Ghost Town." Mm-mm. Well, that's a song that should have been a number one hit because it's any other person. If Adele had come out with that, if anybody who was like younger had released "Ghost Town," it would have been a massive hit. And I just think this album marks the beginning of the freeze out that Madonna got and for who knows Do you what. think this is like a Woody Allen thing where not in that way, but that she like basically decamped to I know she's back now, but she decamped to Europe. Um she wasn't really trying to play with the traditional awards and with like feeling obligated to talk to Rolling Stone or Spin or whoever the ranking I feel like part journalists of it, were like that. Woody Allen was just like, I do what I do, and I don't need to play. Well, I feel like maybe to some extent. Although, like, I remember she promoted Jump on Oprah. But I feel like part of it, honestly, is just well. That, but you got to play with Oprah. That's true. But I do feel like Oprah also, wants you to dance. For better or dance. worse, no matter how good your music is, once you hit a certain age, pop music radio is not going to pay attention to you. And I remember when Madonna played the Super Bowl, Linda Holmes, I think, for Monkey See, wrote a really good piece where she was like, look, Madonna is basically a classic rock act now. Yeah. And her albums sell well, her tours sell out, and that's still true, but her singles don't hit anymore because eventually, no matter who the person is, the radio moves on. And I just feel like it's just, I'm... I understand that it's probably... Cher's Believe is such an anomaly because she was in her 50s when that song was a number mm-hmm. one hit. So I just feel like Madonna probably just aged out of relevancy for a huge swath of the culture. And so, and yet, you know, here she is still making good music and I'm an old man now, I guess, and I just still like to listen to it. But it's frustrating for me. Well, and that <laughs> opens up a whole other conversation, which I personally don't feel qualified to comment on, as to how relevant radio play is. Mm-hmm. And, like how musicians are who aren't Madonna, who aren't like basically Pantheon Rushmore acts, like the Eagles, like the Beatles, like whoever, how do, how do working musicians make money? Like, I don't think Adele is actually probably that rich and however much, well, she's the exception to the rule, but like, like an Ariana Grande might be a better comparison. Right. But it's like, however much attention they're getting, and, you know, you see this on the internet, too, that my parents, whatever, 15 years ago, were like, but you were on the front page of that time section. And it's like, but it was section G, and I wasn't paid to do that interview. Right. Like, that's not how it works. And especially, 
especially for musicians, I don't know. I think if you want to live, you got to tour. Yeah, totally. You got to get booked onto Fallon, and that you know, Madonna doesn't have to worry about that, right? Like, I don't think the but, Rebel Heart tour. I think has now made a hundred million dollars or something, so she's fine. Yeah, I mean, forty-two dollar T-shirts. Like, I am not concerned about Lords at Al's ability to you know go to nice colleges and eat. But Wait, let me show you something while we're talking about that. Look, this is my. My $5 keychain I bought at the Rebel Heart Tour. Wow. There's there's Madonna on one side and on the other side. Ooh. Ooh two Madonnas. She's chaste on this side and rebellious on this side. Mm-hmm. Good job, Madge. Well, I just love that she's called Madge. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that radio play, I think she's absolutely smart enough about the business to be like, I don't have to care about that shit no matter who I am. But she should still be getting on the radio if you ask me, but I'm an old coot. Yeah. Um, but too. with I think with that, this is a great place for us to say that we would love to hear from you. So if you are interested in submitting a song to be considered on Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, you can tweet us your suggestion at Talk Songs. Or you can email us your suggestion, including even recording yourself making the pitch. And you can send that email to talkaboutsongs at gmail.com. And if you don't mind, just use a snippet. Try to keep it to like, you know, a minute, minute 15. Yeah, that's good. Just so we don't, you know, fair use, but we don't want to get sued. Um, Yeah, and the whole submission should be like five minutes long. And the other thing we'll say is if you would like to record your own specialized theme song of around 15 to 17 seconds, we would welcome that submission as well. So all we ask is that you use the words Mark and Sarah talk about songs in your theme song. And uh, you never know, we might just use it to kick off one of our episodes. Yeah, it doesn't have to be in English either. No, just hit us. What's, what's, your, musical, what's your musical journey? We want to go on it with you. Yes, let us salsa with and, you. And with that, if we would like, um, if you'd like to know what's coming up, set your calendars, set your heart. Next time we're together, we will be discussing the perhaps dance smash in the making codes by <laughs> British chanteuse Ellie Goulding. Can't wait. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.